0: On today's episode, it is a massive day across the NHL for the Tankathon standings, with all four teams at the bottom being in action. I'll go over each matchup, and I'll also talk about what the Blackhawks should do with Alex Stalock in the offseason. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team. Every day. Today is Thursday, March 30th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, whether you're a first time listener of the show or even if you're a consistent listener, please do me a favor. Make sure to go and show some support real quick. First, go and subscribe to the YouTube channel 100% for free. Really does help me out tremendously. And while you're there, make sure to smash the like button, comment down below, and turn on those push notifications so that you can get the latest episode as soon as it gets uploaded to YouTube. And for the audio, folks, make sure to go and follow the podcast 100% for free as well, wherever you may be listening to your podcast. And you can also go and leave me a review on either Apple podcasts or on Spotify and spoiler alert, you're going to have to do that anyways to qualify for the two free Blackhawks tickets that I'm giving away on April 10th against the Minnesota Wild. I'll have more details on that after our first commercial break. So make sure to stick around, and please make sure to do all of that good stuff for me, folks. I greatly appreciate all the support. Also, I do got to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by FanDuel. Make sure to go and download America's number one sports book, which is safe, secure, and super easy to use. All right, enough of that. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your One-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. To kick things off this morning, the Chicago Blackhawks are back in action this evening. Down to just eight games left in the regular season for them. And for the final time this season, they will be taking on their division rival, St. Louis Blues, at the United Center this evening. But uh, the Blackhawks are not the only team, folks. That are back in action here tonight. So are the Anaheim Ducks, the San Jose Sharks, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. This is a massive tank day across the entire NHL. The Blackhawks are down to their final eight games. So are both the Ducks and the Sharks. Columbus has one game, one less game played than all of those three teams. And it's a really tight race coming down to the stretch right now, folks. As close as it's been, um, basically in the last couple of months, we got a four horse race on our hands and it's going to be really exciting to see who finishes in dead last. So why don't we go ahead and take a quick look at the updated tankathon standing, shall we? I know that's kind of the name of the game for the Chicago Blackhawks at this point, And I'm sure some of you listeners out there are a little sick of me talking about the tankathon standings, but if I'm being honest with you, it's, it's really hard to kind of pick what to talk about with the Chicago Blackhawks team right now. Now that they've lost six consecutive games, they've scored seven goals in that process, getting outplayed by their opponents a majority of the time. It's really all about the tank standings with eight games left in the season. So sorry, not sorry. This is kind of the name of the game for the Hawks right now. But getting into the tank standings, folks, um, I did mention on the show yesterday, the Blackhawks caught a massive break from the San Jose Sharks, On Tuesday night, as they defeated the Winnipeg Jets three to nothing out in San Jose. How about those Winnipeg Jets absolutely crumbling down the stretch here? I believe they're only two points ahead of the Calgary Flames at this point for the final playoff spot in the Western Conference. But with the Sharks picking up that victory, they jumped the Blackhawks. In the NHL standings, they're now in third to last place. The Columbus Blue Jackets are the team that currently sits in 32nd. They're back in last. They have 53 points through 73 games. As I mentioned, that's one less game played than Chicago, San Jose, and Anaheim. So that's going to come into a factor as we start to get into the weekend. Um, but the Blue Jackets currently have a .363 points percentage. That's what has them in last place. The Blackhawks are now in second to last, as I mentioned, as they've lost six in a row and are now 24-44 and six on the season, giving them 54 points through 74 games. They have a .365 points percentage, so just .002. Away from being in last place and falling below Columbus. The San Jose Sharks are in third to last place after blanking the Jets on Tuesday night. They now have 55 points through 74 games just one more point than the Blackhawks have giving them a points percentage of 0.372 really close and then even Anaheim in fourth to last place they've been doing uh, they've been channeling their inner San Jose Sharks here in the past couple of weeks as they've lost seven of their last eight games and just it feels like well the Blackhawks have been doing a good job of losing and getting themselves really right back into the mix. The Anaheim Ducks have kind of done the same thing. They still only have 56 points through 74 games played. So, one more point than the San Jose Sharks and only uh two more than the Chicago Blackhawks at this point. They have a points percentage of 0.378. So, uh just 0.1, 0.015 is what separates the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Anaheim Ducks from 32nd place to 28th place. It's a really tight-knit race right now, folks, and as I mentioned, all four of these teams are going to be at in action here this evening. The Blackhawks obviously are taking on the St. Louis Blues for the fourth and final time this season. As I already mentioned, that's going to be a 7.30 p.m. Central Time puck drop. The Columbus Blue Jackets, unfortunately, are going to have to shock the world just like the Blackhawks did a couple of weeks ago if they're going to be uh, not in last place by the end of the day Is they take on the pesky Boston Bruins out in Boston. And, of course, the Bruins have the best home record of any team in the NHL this season, the best record of any team in the NHL this season total as well. So, yeah, going to be a pretty lofty ask. Uh, for Columbus to come out of that one with a victory, although people said the same thing. I said the same thing when I went over my preview of the Blackhawks-Bruins game not all that long ago, so fingers crossed. Maybe the Blackhawks can catch a lucky break there, but I wouldn't count on it. The San Jose Sharks also have a tough matchup this evening. They're playing the Vegas Golden Knights, although they are at their home arena. They are at the Shark Tank once again, where they did just blank the Winnipeg Jets 3 to nothing. so maybe – they can carry some momentum over there. That puck drop will be at 9.30 p.m. Central time with that game coming out on the West Coast. And so will the Anaheim Ducks-Seattle Kraken game this evening out in Seattle. Blackhawks didn't really get a lucky break here. Columbus is playing Boston, obviously a really good team. San Jose is playing Vegas, a playoff caliber team. Anaheim's playing Seattle, another playoff caliber team. Uh, The Blackhawks are going to have to do their part, and although I hate losing to the St. Louis Blues, it would definitely do them a favor tonight, considering Columbus probably isn't going to beat Boston. You never know. Maybe San Jose can keep it rolling and pick up another win at home against the Vegas Golden Knights. Just doesn't seem likely that, you know, them and Anaheim are both going to come up with a win this evening. So the Blackhawks may have to do their part and be on their uh, best tank efforts once again here tonight when they take on the St. Louis Blues at the UC. All right, there is a quick look on the tank standings before a massive day across the NHL. Coming up in just a moment, I will talk about Austin Wagner possibly being set to make his team debut, and Paul Ludwinski signing an amateur tryout with the Rockford Ice Hogs. But first, I need to talk to you all about, excuse me, I got a hiccup right in the middle of my ad read. I always love that. I got to talk to you all about FanDuel because the second half of the NBA season is here. We're starting to get down the stretch, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, which is America's number one sportsbook. Because if you're a new customer, then you'll get a no-sweat first bet up to a $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your bet doesn't win. All you got to do is go and download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And for all you Bulls fans out there, you most definitely got to check out FanDuel because you can bet on everything Bulls from – money line to point spread to their point scores, and you can even bet on the amount of threes made by Io DeSumo, Zach Levine, or DeMar DeRozan. Plus, FanDuel even allows you the chance to combine your bets for a greater payout with the same game parlay feature. So don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat first bet of a $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash lockdown to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Real quick, before I get into segment 2, I do got to remind you all that your boy over here has given away two free Blackhawks tickets to the game on April 10th against the Minnesota Wild, and you only got to do three quick and easy things in order to qualify for those two free tickets. One, you got to leave me a review on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Two, you got to be sure to drop the name of your YouTube channel in that review, and three, you got to subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And the reason why you got to drop the name of your YouTube channel in your review is because that's how I'll be checking that you're subscribed to my YouTube channel. You got to do all three things to have a chance to win those two free Blackhawks tickets on April 10th against the Minnesota Wild. So make sure to go do all that. All right. Segment two. Moving on now, let's talk for a second about what we could see out of the Blackhawks lineup this evening when they take on the St. Louis Blues, because we have seen uh, a couple of roster shifts here in the past 24 hours. The most notable one was the Blackhawks sending forward Mike Hardman back to the Rockford Ice Hogs of the AHL. Hardman was called up about a week, a week and a half ago, been playing down on the fourth line along with uh, Buddy Robinson, who he was recalled with. Robinson was sent down earlier in the week and now Hardman will be joining him. No points in seven NHL games for Hardman during his latest stint. Just doesn't seem like he's going to be in NHL or for the Blackhawks at least. And I honestly should probably know this off the top of my head. I'm going to look right now. Uh, I don't know if Hardman is a restricted free agent or unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. No, he's actually still signed on through the end of next year. I do wonder though, it feels like he's kind of fallen out of favor with the organization here. Obviously didn't get a chance to be up in the NHL until basically the end of the season, you know, Um, didn't really take advantage of his opportunity necessarily. I didn't Mike Hardman was kind of a ghost out there. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't really notice when he was on the ice all that frequently. So I do wonder if there's maybe some change of scenery discussions going on within the Blackhawks front office. Hardman, without a doubt, though, could be a valuable guy to bring back to Rockford next year. And even if he is just a career AHLer, there is still value in having those guys, the Blackhawks, Uh, are going to have a ton of prospects coming through the AHL level the next couple of years. You certainly want to have veterans alongside them to kind of help aid them throughout the process. So I'm not ruling out, Mike Hardman uh, is part of the Blackhawks organization in the future. I just do wonder if the Blackhawks feel like uh, maybe there is an opportunity for him to get back to the NHL just with another organization. We've seen Kyle Davidson do right by his guys in the past. Evan Barrett, Nicholas Bodan, there wasn't an opportunity for those guys here in Chicago feels kind of similar for Mike Hardman, if I'm being honest. We'll see what ends up happening there. But Hardman has officially been reassigned to the Rockford IceHogs, And with the Blackhawks, if you all remember back in their game on Tuesday, they were forced to go with 11 forwards and seven defensemen in that game. And Hardman was part of the lineup that night. So that tells me one of Three things potentially. One, Ju Jarkera is ready to return from his non-COVID-related illness that forced him to miss that game on Tuesday. And then the Blackhawks will be ready to roll with uh, 11 forwards and seven defensemen once again. Or it tells me that uh, Austin Wagner, excuse me, Austin Wagner is ready to make his season debut for the Blackhawks. Uh, he's been dealing with a hand injury, and then that they'll go with 11 forward, seven defensemen once again, or both guys are ready to go tonight, and the Blackhawks finally can have, a, I guess not finally, it was only one game where they were forced to go with 11 forwards, but uh, they can go with a normal roster breakdown if both guys are healthy. We don't know the case. I'm recording this prior to the morning skate, but let's assume that, you know, we've obviously seen Drew Jarkera this season. We know what he provides. He's been excellent on the third line with Boris Kachuk and Joey Anderson the past couple of weeks. But as far as Austin Wagner, uh, obviously he's yet to make his Blackhawks debut. He was acquired back at the deadline from the Los Angeles Kings in exchange for our boy, future considerations. Um, but Wagner is a former fourth round pick of the Los Angeles Kings back in the 2015 NHL draft. He's now 25 years old, does have 171 career NHL games of experience already under his belt, which kind of surprised me. I had heard of Austin Wagner before, but didn't know he had you know nearly two over two full seasons of NHL experience in his career already. That kind of Took me by surprise, uh, but in his 171 career NHL games, Wagner has tallied 40 career points, 22 goals, and 18 assists. He's got some good size—six foot one, six foot two, right around 200 pounds. Can play uh, a physical and grindy style of game. Mostly has been used in a bottom six role so far in his NHL career. Hasn't played in an NHL game this season when he was with the Los Angeles Kings organization. He was playing with the Ontario Reign. But it's going to be curious to see if he's ready to go and make his team debut this evening. I would expect, if so, it would come down on the fourth line with Reese Johnson and Mackenzie Entwistle. But yeah, Wagner's been dealing with a hand hand injury the past couple of weeks. The Blackhawks were aware of that when they acquired him from the Kings. I saw that Ben Pope mentioned uh, there might be some time before Wagner's ready to go and get into game action. It does feel like, you know, They're kind of, this would be throwing him into the fire rather quickly. He hasn't even practiced with the Blackhawks so far, so that kind of has me believing that Jujar Kara is the one who's going to be ready to draw into the lineup, and the Blackhawks are going to go with 11 forwards, 7 defensemen once again. Maybe even Ian Mitchell gets some shifts at forward, a la uh, Caleb Jones. We'll see. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that decision, but that's what we could see out of the Blackhawks lineup tonight when they take on the St. Louis Blues. I also wanted to be sure to mention that uh, not only did we see Blackhawks forward prospect 2022 second round pick 39th overall selection by the way uh, not only did we see Paul Ludwinski sign his entry-level contract here as of late Blackhawks fans but just last night He also signed an amateur tryout with the Rockford Icehogs as well. And I'm really curious to see if Ludwinski is going to get into any of the Icehogs' final 10 games of the AHL regular season. It's worth noting, though, that Ludwinski uh, did miss the final 10 games of his junior season with the Kingston Frontenacs due to an undisclosed injury. I tried digging around on Twitter to see what the reason was, what was bothering him couldn't really find anything. Obviously, hockey's a bit of a hush-hush sport. You don't have to really disclose the injuries that guys are dealing with. So I couldn't really find out what's been plaguing Ludwinski or whether or not it's going to be something that forces him to miss time with the Ice Hogs. And just because he signed an ATO doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play, right? We saw this happen with... Uh, Both Nolan Allen and Colton Dock at the end of last season, they both signed amateur tryouts with the Rockford Ice Hogs before their playoff push didn't end up playing in any games there. So Paul Ludwinski could be in a similar situation. I guess we're just going to have to wait and see if he reports to Rockford in the next couple of days. And if so, I'm going to guess that likely means that he's healthy enough to at least uh, skate around in some practices with with those players, which is undoubtedly a good experience for him at just 18, 19 years old. All right, before I do wrap up today's show, folks, I also do want to talk for a second about what the Blackhawks should do or what their options are, I guess, with pending unrestricted free agent goaltender Alex Stalock at the end of the season, because when Staylock has been healthy this year, I know that's kind of been an issue. I believe he's only started 19 games for the Blackhawks this year, 20. Actually, he made his 20th start of the season in the last outing uh, against the Vancouver Canucks, but when healthy this season, truthfully, Staylock has been one of the best netminders in the entire NHL. And the fact that, you know, not only he's 9-12-1, and 1, listen, a 9-12-1 record isn't going to jump off the charts to you, but to go along with a 2.86 goals against average and a nine thirteen save percentage, two shutouts on this Blackhawks team, go and look at Peter Mrazek's numbers and what they've been the entire season. I mean... Goals against average right around four save percentage, below 900. Alex Stalock was at .920 a couple of weeks ago in terms of his save percentage. That is absolutely incredible. And yes, legitimately, he's been one of the best goaltenders in the NHL this season when healthy. But the problem is, you know, obviously, I think Blackhawks fans have really come to like Alex Stalock at this point. Um, been one of the bright spots for the team this season the problem is Peter Morazic is still under contract with the Blackhawks through the end of next season plus you got to consider Arvid Soderbloom very well could be ready to come up and be the backup for the Blackhawks next season then there's Jackson Stauber who also looked pretty good in a short stint of NHL action and maybe he's the starter down in Rockford next year and then you can't forget about Drew Camesso as well who's been on an incredible run for the Boston University Terriers, helped guide them into the frozen four. He could be ready to make the jump after the conclusion of his junior season as well, and he'd likely be down in Rockford too. So they're just, they're, there's a lot of goaltenders in the Blackhawks organization at this point, and it just feels like it would be very tough to fit Alex Stalock into the mix. And I know there are Blackhawks fans out there that, including myself, would much rather have Alex Stalock as the starter of this team instead of Peter Mrazek. But there's a couple of things that come into play with that, not just who we like and who's better. One, you got to ask yourself, and I think the Blackhawks front office is going to have to ask themselves this as well. They're going to have to answer the question of what type of season do they want to have next year? And I think after the NHL draft occurs and Um, they figure out whoever they land and that kind of is gonna, I believe, help make some decisions as to who they want to bring in during the off season and in free agency, the Blackhawks though, they they do need to answer what type of season they want to have next year. Do they want to have another year like this where they're at the bottom of the standings and trying to get one of the top picks in the 2024 NHL draft? Because if that's the route they want to take, you probably want Peter Morazic to be your starting goaltender, not Alex Stalock. And then the other part about it is Peter Morazic's due $3.8 million once again from the Blackhawks next season. And believe it or not, Hawks fans, this franchise has to start worrying about the salary cap floor, especially with Patrick Kane being gone. Jonathan Taves seems unlikely to come back. Peter Morazic being owed $4 million, that actually could be a good thing for the Blackhawks. They actually could want him to be on their books next year because he's going to help them reach that salary cap floor. So that's kind of why I think it's going to be tough to fit Alex Staylock into this NHL roster, along with Arvid Sauterbloom looking ready to probably be a backup at the NHL level next season. So it's just tough to see where Staylock is going to fit in. I guess the Blackhawks, I haven't run the math on this. I guess they could buy out Peter Morazic, assuming it's not too detrimental for their team. Um, I guess they could buy out Peter Morazic and then give Alex Staylock a pretty decent contract offer in the off season as well. That would be potentially one way to maybe even uh, take up more money on the salary cap than what they originally planned. But that, that feels like a more unlikely option considering the Blackhawks uh, they still have, I believe Henrik Borgstrom and Brett Connolly on the books in terms of buyouts next year. They could be in the market for buying out Nikita Zaitsev as well. I just don't know how many players they're going to want to be buying out, but I guess that is a possible route that they could go down in the offseason as well. But I also do wonder what Alex stalock wants at this point in his career, right? After all he's had to battle through, pretty fortunate just to be back on the ice this season. And when he has, as I've referenced a couple of times, he's been incredible for the Chicago Blackhawks. And I do wonder kind of what he wants for his career next. Does he, you know, want to go elsewhere? Maybe there's an opportunity on another bottom feeding team for him to be a starter. I just don't see him getting a starting job at 35, 36 years old for a playoff caliber team. I just don't see that happening for Alex Stalock unfortunately. So it feels like the options could be, if not Chicago, could be joining another bad team as a starter potentially, or trying to go and chase a Stanley cup or a playoff caliber team as a backup. It feels like those are probably the two options for Alex Daylock at this point. As I mentioned, 35 years old, the clock is starting to tick for him. Um, The only way I really see him coming back to the Blackhawks folks is if they end up deciding to cut Peter Mrazik, that's, that's the only way I can see it fitting in. But yeah, Stalock has been such a breath of fresh air for this Blackhawks team this season. I, I really do enjoy watching him and uh, watching him get kicked out in the last game because he was chirping the officials was pretty hilarious. I guess we'll have to wait and see if Kyle Davidson finds a way to bring back the veteran netminder for next season. But if this winds up just being a one-year stint for Stalock in Chicago, I greatly appreciate everything he's done for this team uh, in terms of his play in the net and also just being a loose and fun guy to be around which has made it a lot more enjoyable to watch the Blackhawks this season. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Thursday, March 30th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you all again for joining the show. And make sure to go and show some support by following the podcast and by subscribing to the YouTube channel. And that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each and every day. Once again, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, that's gonna do it here for the Locked On Blackhawks Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.